All right, guys, listen up. Okay. We're going live to tape in five, four, three, two. Dante Cola Promotion presents the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast, starring El Gran Tommy Martinez and Mr. Adam Tate, executive producer Shay Big Bubba Martinez. And now, here's the greatest podcast, according to them, the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. <laughs> Excellent. I like it. This is a special edition of the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. The Lost Episode. Oh, brother. We're going to take a little break from the normal schedule this week. Our fearless leader, Tommy Martinez, is on vacation, so we're shutting it down. He needs a little time to recuperate from carrying this podcast for, lo, these many weeks. But we're not leaving you empty-handed. We're going to step back in time to the very beginning and bring you the very first Tommy and Adam hard-to-name podcast. Back when they were just baby podcasters. It's not available on any of their streaming platforms. Not Spotify, Apple Podcast Apps, Stitcher, Himalaya, or even CastBox. So enjoy that special treat. Fret not, listeners. The boys will be back next week, recharged and refreshed to provide that dose of jocularity that is so very needed here in 2021. So without further ado... We present to you the very first episode of the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Four, three, two, one, and we're rolling. Welcome, welcome to the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. And that was the voice of El Gran, Tommy Martinez. El Gran, you bet you, I'll take that, man. Thank you, thank you so much. And that, who you just heard, is my main man and the humblest guy that I know, Mr. Adam Tate. What's going on, brother? Not much, Tommy. How is everything? Woo! You know the deal? Just trying to go ahead and trying to do this uh, podcast after what? We've been doing this for a month. So many dry runs. (laughs) So many dry runs. All right. And producing tonight is my son and producer extraordinaire of podcasts, Big Bubba J. Martinez. What's going on, Jake? Hey, fellas. How you doing? We're alive and well. And that, ladies and gentlemen, that you just heard there was some live guns and roses from last Monday night. That's some material that you picked up yourself (laughs) right there live and in person. (laughs) You know it via my GoPro. (laughs) (laughs) you had that thing working uh many times loud and often dude i had that sucker on i think you caught a lot of the material that happened i did man we're gonna you know if we're gonna if we're you know my my memory isn't the best here as of late so you know this is what i use 
to refresh myself as because basically that's what we're going to be talking about tonight that guns and roses show last monday night in the interest bank arena in downtown wichita sold out show absolutely i think it was, was filled i think it was absolutely yeah i think so if you didn't go well you're going to get a little summary tonight about it but about the show but here was the deal again i'm going to say this probably in every single podcast As a matter of fact i just say this in general if you didn't go to the show you missed out on a great show absolutely i don't know what you were doing that night but you missed out on nearly three hours it was yeah it was close to yeah solid absolutely yeah it was three hours it was absolutely three hours it was like when like two hours and 45 minutes but you know right here in our backyard in our backyard which is even better you know and and here's the deal if you know you live here in wichita which a lot of people will say oh there's nothing to do here in wichita what were we doing last monday night well we had southern rock icons (laughs) bishop gunn show up bishop gunn (laughs) and opened And open. They played for us. And, oh, by the way, Jay, they were not sound garden ish. Well, I'm only saying for all those folks out there who didn't listen to the podcast Negative Five because it didn't actually come out. <laughs> they were unable to listen. <laughs> they were unable, they were unable, unable to, listen. to listen. The, the, the Bishop Gunn folks that opened up for Guns N' Roses last Monday, um, I read on Wikipedia that they had uh, drew some inspiration or drew some sound um, from Sound Garden. Um, so that well, that's interesting. I had no idea. I mean, I don't know why they thought that. I mean, why, what would you compare them to? I guess. Well, Tommy made a pretty good comparison. He he said they're kind of black crows ish, mm. and and yeah, I, you know, once you said that, I yeah. could I could see the connection. You saw that, you yeah, made. yeah, yeah. But black crows, I think, are from Georgia. I mean, I, I you know, it was that kind of bluesy country kind of feel to it. Either way, I thought it was fantastic as an opening act, as best as they come. For a group as huge as Guns N' Roses, it was perfect. Yeah, they did a good job. They were serviceable at best. They did like 30 minutes. And like you you pointed out to me that they didn't even mention the name Guns N' Roses they when did they were not. up on stage. Oh, wow. Right, for, for the frivolous applause. I know. That's what that's a big applause break for them. That's when, right. When you say the headline act, hey. So yeah. they, they worked the crowd pretty well? They, they didn't even work the crowd. They were just, they got up there. They they cranked on They cranked on their instruments. Boom, and they were going a lot of harmonica action. The singer crouched down and did his harmonica yes, action from, yes, a, from yes. a crouch position. And you noticed that the drum kick at him was a really, really, really small. Oh, it was, it, it was, was super it small. It was Hello Kitty size, almost. It was, yeah, it was like the, the, the last ones that were sold from Toys R Us when they were shutting down. The stuff you see on that Fallon show when they're playing with the kids' <laughs> instruments. Yeah. No, no, no. Honestly... Regardless of how small it was, I mean, it did seem small. Right. And but it was, it sounded awesome. Yeah, it, but you they know, had, it was really cool. They had good sound. Yeah. And it was good. And the reason is because I usually notice the openers. You know, I remember Jay was like, what? Ah, he was in grade school. Maybe we went to see Metallica. The openers for Metallica. Oh my God, yeah, they were horrible. god yeah. awful. They were I, was not abs- I was in middle school. I was in uh, your middle Louis. school. Yeah, yeah you know, and and you know, they play like for forty five minutes. Was it death dude. metal type stuff? It was kind of death metal. Yeah, dude, I'll never forget the it drummer. It was so cliche ish. Yeah, the drummer would put his drumsticks in the shape of an upside down cross. It was the most corniest thing. So I've if ever you seen didn't know life. he was satanic to begin with, he wanted to right. Let, he wanted let to, you know yeah, those, this is where I'm at, guys. Exactly. Yeah, and it, it wasn't as ridiculous satanic as. You know the ghost, but oh, the ghost. but let's not go there because you know we we have that for all night on that one. Stand on uh, we have a theme for all night with that. Stand on Bishop Gun. Any standout tracks that you guys wanted to listen to mm-hmm. later on uh, after the show or YouTube anything? Or? No, the 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 hits uh, the hit was that one song and there I think people were into it. Yeah, there was a song called Shine, which I'd come to learn that I I'd heard it on 
it's like an intro song to another podcast that I listened to. Okay. So I had heard that before. Hmm. All right. So, you know. Well, I mean, was another podcast? Was it as good as Spotify? Yeah. What now? According to Spotify, what? That Shine is number two of the most played popular songs on there. SoundCloud page, so or I'm sorry, uh, Spotify page. Under that group, under, or yeah, yeah, under, under that, that band. Group, under oh, that group, okay, yeah. I was gonna say because you know, um, Tommy's gonna try to make them huge. Say, oh, they're number two on <laughs> yeah, on the yeah, on the yeah. charts on yeah, Spotify. No, 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 no. Yeah, that would be way too too big out there. Anyway, but either way, thank you, Bishop Gunn. Absolutely. And and just to uh, plug again, the name of this podcast is the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Remember that. Remember that when you're searching it in your. Uh, I don't even know how you do that. I mean, I know that you could like I use uh, that one that one program that that my son-in-law Aaron uh, downloaded for me. I forgot what it's called, but uh, you know, I think you, you research it. And well, this is going to be on SoundCloud. It's going to be on Audio Mac. At some point, we're going to get it uploaded to Spotify. We're going to get it uploaded to iTunes. Google Play Store, uh, all the major, major DSPs out there, um, you're going to be able to listen to. Ambitious, us. that's it. If, if you're listening to podcasts, we'll be on yeah. that platform. Yeah. So it's not broadcast when you say it's podcasting. It's podcast, yeah. Oh, okay. Not like traditional radio then. No, well, yeah, because you're not broadcasting it out to anybody right now. Oh, okay. All right, all right. Okay, so back to Guns N' Roses. Adam, I personally believe, and this is just... Comparing it to the show that we saw three Strong years statement ago. coming yeah. up here. No, no, no. This is between the two shows, the stadium show and the arena show. What do you prefer? Oh, I definitely prefer the arena show, the one that we just saw on Monday night here in town. Absolutely. 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 Arena show is the way to go. And FYI, just so you know, I mean, I know everybody has their own preference and how, they, how they'll do it. We saw Guns N' Roses back in... Casey, what, three years ago, right? 2016. At the beginning, when, when they all set their differences aside and decided to reunite, probably because of money, but, you know, neither here nor there. And that's the main factor that would sway me to the stadium show would be that it, the reunion was so fresh. Yeah. And they hadn't been to a lot of places. They've only played maybe five or six shows at that time. So since it was so fresh, that made it, now they've been all over the world on this same not-in-this-lifetime tour. They have been already? All over the world? They've been, they've been overseas, right? They've been, oh. Oh, looking through notes? Yeah, well, I was looking <laughs> through your notes. <laughs> <laughs> but they've been, on, they've been on tour since 2016, not in this lifetime. So anyway, when they come to your local hometown in your smaller venue, you're able to get a better vantage point and seeing everything, seeing all the activity on stage. Yeah, they've been on this tour since April 1st, 2016, and they're set to end on November 2nd. That's uh, pretty fast. Eleven legs of this tour. That's you know that's. We're ending in Las Vegas too. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, if they're gonna end in some place, they might as well go ahead and end in Las Vegas because you know. I think that, everybody seems to end in Las Vegas. That's huge, and you know, sooner or later there have to be some kind of residency. They already had a residency, but before the reunion, they're too, yeah, but they're too was, big for residency. But now. no, no, but not they did. They did it as the current lineup mm. of, the, or they did they it did, under the Buckethead one. No, I don't know if Buckethead was still in, but it was before Slash and Duff got back in the band. Yeah, that's not really. Remember, that wasn't that wasn't Guns and Roses. Anyway, Monday night. That, that was Axl Rose <laughs> with some guys. Remember Monday night? Yeah. Oh, oh, man. It's going to be hard to that forget. That was excellent. That's going to be hard to forget. But going back, they opened up with It's So Easy. It's So Easy. We went into this huge debate. You called it. it was, and I called it. You called it. I called it. It was, you know, one of... One of their greatest songs. Come, come to find out, it's like their standard opening song for about every one of their concerts. You know, great song. You know, it's it's fast. It's 
it's it's a perfect way to kick it up. Oh yeah, it gets the crowd going. Uh, you know, you name it, they they you know they did it. So I I still think that, like you said, uh, you could be mine. Could have very well been uh, uh, a good opener for that song, for it, that for that for that show. Well, I, if you're, you're thinking about a change of pace, something like if they were to change up their set list very much, which I seem to think that they don't really. They might change out a couple of songs here or there, but I was. I was hoping that they would change it up a little bit more than they did from the previous show that we saw. Uh, see, but I didn't know that because I couldn't remember that stuff. You know, I just, you know, I'm, I'm so, I'm so concentrated on, you know, the show itself. You know, the, the lighting and all that. You know, obviously the, the stadium show is going to have a lot more visual. Uh, big, big, huge visuals. Big, huge explosions big going up to the, the sky. Deal, yeah. yeah. This one, it didn't have so much. So you, you could concentrate more on what's going on on stage. And you could see a lot of the things a little bit better. And you can concentrate on I like to see how the musicians move around, do the changes. I, right. I'm one of those guys that get a kick of watching when they switch off guitars. Now, they did have a big spectacle of a song when they played Live, Live and Let Die. That They had all the strobe lighting happening. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was a big spectacle. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 was, that was one of my favorite songs that they performed that. Night. My favorite song out of, out of the evenings, uh, Rocket Queen. That's why we opened up the show. With, right. with with Rocket Queen Live. There for some reason it's that groove, the bass just carries it with the drums for a little bit and then Slash starts in with his incredible guitar. That, in, it, that intro kind of lures you into something else. It's like you, you're not I wasn't quite sure what we were going into with that whole drawn out intro that they had, but then you called it out. It's like, "Oh, <laughs> it's Rocket Queen." <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> that way it cuz it, it's exactly how we sounded. There's 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 <laughs> There's sometimes that I do kind of lose my mind. And, you know, that's understandable. When you love, you know, those songs. I mean, those songs, uh, I've been listening to uh, Guns N' Roses since, you know, when they came out. And whatever it was, 87, 86. 87, I think. I can't remember what it was. And the first thing I saw on Guns N' Roses was that MTV special they had, or that MTV concert. I don't know what it was called. But it was uh, live at the Ritz, I think it was called. That made an impression on you, didn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. I said, wow. You know, you had all the glam guys going and the poisons and the hair all over the place. And that was really the norm of what was going on in rock and roll at that time. And yeah, li Live at the Ritz was uh, 1988. Was li Live at the Ritz. I was, I was in the zone. I was in the zone. Right. Yeah, I think it's 30, 30 years ago, 31 years ago. So, you know, yeah, I lived a little after, you know. And that was definitely a return back to, like, real raw rock and roll roots. R raw, raw. It was Love drums, it. guitar, and bass. bass and off. what I always will say that distinguishes and sets apart bands. The lead singer's voice. Again, my opinion. Right. Distinction. Axl Rose did that. And you know what? And here's another great thing about last Monday Night Show and also the KC Show. You knew it was Axl Rose singing. There was no tracks that I think there was. I think there weren't any. Because there couldn't he, have been. You know, when he's out, when he's struggling on those high notes, like on "Welcome to the Jungle," he's trying to screech and doing all these other things. You could, you know, you could tell on, was, on the on the sound. You're like, "Woo!" He's screaming over the guitar, and it's at some point the sound like "Woo!" It was getting all confused, and I'm like, "Oh, this is." He wasn't know. pitch perfect on any no, of the and songs, that's, and that's great. And that lets you know that what was happening in that arena that night is just for us. Like there was nothing yeah. pre-recorded. There's no tracks he's playing to beefing up his vocal no. sound. 
done They're anything. Absolutely not. They so we were not. getting the real quality of Guns N' Roses as they are today. I thought I thought so for sure. Yeah, you go, know. Going back to what you said, Dad, um, you know, 1988 when you saw Live at the Ritz, you said rock and roll went back to basically its roots kind of um, foundation in a sense. What, what did it sound like prior to? What makes you say that? I was a fan of this music and I still am. You could say like, uh, let's take an example, rap. You hear a song like Round and Round mm-hmm. and you could tell that that was super produced. You could tell that songs like Poisons, uh, Look What the Cat Drug It. You know, right. that was that was super produced. I mean, it was so fine-tuned. Matter of fact, Motley Crue's Theater of Pain is another example of that. I think you're right on that. And, well, of course I'm right. I'm Tommy yeah. Martinez. What you, <laughs> <laughs> Somebody can't co-sign what you're saying? You don't need co-signature? Thank you, thank you. I'm, you know, I'm gonna... <laughs> but it was also the look of those bands. It was also the look, those which distracted. Were all, they were all primped. And they were made up, and their te- hair was teased. Yeah, it was one of those things that you're going to go, It was oh. glam. It was. It was super glam. It was super glam. But still, you had the New York Dolls, that they were super glam from 1970, I don't know what, 74, 75? They sounded raw. You get distracted a little bit by the Dolls. You know how they were looking. Yeah. But it was still, you know, savage rock and roll. And each his own, because right after that came the arena rock era with Boston, another super produced group. Yeah. Uh, your journey, so you had to, you know, you had to deal with all that. It was kind of getting lost in translation. How it's coming out, plus it's competing at that at that time in the eighties. It's competing with what's coming out at the time, which was hip hop, which at the time was, you know, the the hip hop culture was exploding. So all that was going into the mix, and then all of a sudden here comes a revived Aerosmith, which again kind of added more fuel to what was coming out. And you know yeah. about the story of Guns N' Roses. You're going to hear, oh, you know, these guys were so fed up with this and this and the other, and we want to just play raw and, and live. Yeah, sure, I'm, some of that's probably promotion. Some of that's probably just BS. But still, you know, when you come out with a record with Appetite for Destruction, you know, from start to finish, you lose your mind. You're like, wow, this is incredible. Almost to the level that you're thinking, wow, this is Number of the Beast came out, what, 1980, whatever it was. 1981, You're like, wow, that British... Heavy metal came out. You're like, this is these guys don't don't care about super producing this stuff. It's just what they're producing, what they're capturing on the recording is what's going out. Appetite for Destruction was that record to me from America, from America's hard rock, and pretty easily to be reproduced in in touring and, and, and in and, live and, performance. And that's and there's the key. There's the absolute key. If you can produce that, and again, proven last Monday night. It's a timeless record is what you're saying. Classic it's, record. Yeah, there you go. So it's it's going to be a, a timeless record regardless. I mean, it has to be. I've said this a thousand times. Music is a subjective format. Super subjective. You're going to have people with, my opinion is going to be. Somebody might think that you're talking crazy. Again, that's very true, but they think I'm talking crazy anyway. Oh, okay. All the time, it doesn't matter what the theme is. But either way, right now, if you're still listening to this podcast, it's because you like rock and roll. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> because that's what we're talking about, at least today. We are. You're going to have people who don't like it. Even let's, 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 Matter of fact, let's just go and take the people within the, the genre of this kind of music that enjoy that era. They're going to tell you, oh, no, no, Guns N' Roses is going to stink. They're going to tell you that. Well, yeah, somebody will, sure. You know. The Guns N' Roses today. Is what you're saying? No, no, I'm not talking about if you take anybody from back, in, from back then or like today and and they used to listen to, let's say, they're an 80s. And they listen to Iron Maiden. Yeah, and Aiden, they're, they're going to argue with you on that. They're going to yeah. say Guns N' Roses. If wasn't. they were a British they, metal fan and they, they, were British, they weren't exactly. really into Guns N' Roses at the time. So sure. you're always going to have somebody, because again, I say it's, music is subjective, but 
Something you can't take away, like Jay said, this album, Appetite for Destruction, is timeless. When you could go to an arena 30 years later, pack it with fans, you know, again... I mean, when you go on a tour that's three years long, I mean, I think that speaks for itself when you're talking about a timeless record. But, you know, Adam said something about a catalog the other day. Yeah, that, I, I did. That the catalog wasn't as extensive oh, as... because they've only, they've only had a brief period of existence as Guns N' Roses as we know them. They came out with the first record in 1987, and then they produced Guns N' Roses Lies, the little EP record, and then the Use Your Illusion albums, which I think came out in, like, 1991. So that's a time frame of about five years of production that we base our viewing on this band. I mean, it's a tight window of, I mean, there's a lot of songs in the Use Your Illusion stuff, but there's not, that catalog is very condensed. Yeah, it's not a kiss that has 40 plus years of albums after albums after albums, you know, given that they also, you know, at least disappeared from popularity. They had a very short run, but very um, impactful run. I mean, yeah, when you're yeah, looking exactly. at 1987 yeah, yeah. until 1993, with the uh, spaghetti incident, I mean, you're only looking at one, two, what is that, four albums? 1988, GNR Lies. I mean, you got Appetite for Destruction, 1987. Then you have GNR Lies in 1988. Then you have you Lose, I'm sorry, Use Your Illusion 1 in 1991, and then Lo Use Your Illusion 2 in 1991, and then the spaghetti incident. And then there's Chinese Democracy that right. came many well, years later. 2008, but right. I'm saying with their run, I mean, 2008. Right. Rock and right. roll is not and they as did it sing, was and in they, the 80s. And they covered a couple of songs they from had, Chinese Democracy. They had Democracy. two tracks from that album from Chinese Democracy that they did play for us. Yeah, but with bands like Kiss, like you brought up, you're going to hear... One of the greatest bands in the world, One of the greatest bands the of all time. But if you go see Kiss live in concert, you might get the songs from six or seven different albums. And you have the whole chunks of albums that you don't hear any any material from in live in concert. Yeah, every once in a while you hear like, you know, Parasite or something that's n not as popular. So but when you go back to Guns N' Roses like, wow, these guys could attract this crowd that connects that music to that many people. You know, it's and, and if you if you look at it like if you compare it to the Metallica show back in March, Metallica has an, exten an extensive catalog as well, starting from whatever was 1981, 1982, 1984. I can't remember. 83, probably. It was what, Kill Em All was their Kill first Kill Em All? Yeah, Kill Em All was their first, their first LP. Right. So, and, you, and, they, and they incorporate, you know, they're very adamant about incorporating new music into tours. Know, into their tours. Yeah, especially that latest album that they're supporting yeah, know, on yeah, that tour. Yeah, yeah Hardwire, yeah. you know, which, again, awesome record if you get a chance to, to play that record. And you can't them. have any complaints about them playing four or five songs no, from that album can't. because they're great. No, absolutely not. And, and the crowd's into it. So, you know, but, but it, 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 again, you go and, you know, you listen to a classic like, you know, let's say like this, like Paradise City. You know, it can't get any better than this. Was the crowd into that or not? No. You're bringing back memories now. I love that. You know, it was is out of control. And you know with that song, they closed the show with Paradise City, remember? Yeah. And we saw something that I had never noticed Axl Rose do before. When, he, when they completed performing that song, Axl steps to the front of the stage and 
football tosses his microphone <laughs> out into the he crowd. He did. He did. I didn't see that. You know. I didn't. I didn't know that was one of his tricks. Was that the last? Was that the last song? That was, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's got to. It's got to be the last Hopefully song. Because got their, their microphone back. I've got nothing to. I've got nothing to sing I'm into sure, now. I'm sure they had a lot of other mics. I. They, 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 cool. They're not gonna stop it at you know Circuit City or wherever. I mean not at Circuit City. Well, guitar Center. Like, Don't listen to me. Circuit City. I just went back to 1980. That's that's like him breaking his guitar. Yeah. Right? Like I can't play anymore. I'm gonna throw this away. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, it, it Apparently that's that. his trick, though. Talk I went about on, a mic drop. I went. I went. That, on, no, that's not a mic drop. That was, <laughs> you know. Even though you know, Axel has been known to to dabble into the hip hop, so I could see him dropping his mic. I don't know. I don't know what that's all about. But you apparently that's his show closing move, though. Yeah. I, I went on YouTube and oh, saw, yeah? I saw many of his tosses into the crowd. Well, somebody got a somebody like, got a great souvenir. That's great that memorabilia, much. man. Yeah, that's you know that would be up there expensive. I, they, I would think that was some kind of identifier that knows that you know that was Axel Rose microphone. Would you know. would you get a glass case for that for for the room uh, in here, yeah, or would you I, be speaking into it right he'd now? Use listen, it. He use it for karaoke. Listen, yeah, <laughs> karaoke. I would ca- yeah, I would karaoke. That would be my sweet child of mine. Uh, <laughs> karaoke karaoke <Mike>. destroyer, <laughs> destroyer of crowds. <laughs> Like run for your life, Tom's about to, Tom's a, <laughs> Tom just house. brought out brought out Axel Rose's <laughs> microphone. <laughs> what are some of the other elements you guys enjoyed during the show? Oh, we made big rock and roll news, nationwide news, at our concert mm, with you the, did. with the playing of a song mm-hmm. that had been played for twenty seven some odd years. Oh, I thought you were oh. talking about the guy who got thrown out. Well, that oh. is the second news element that we have. <laughs> I, I said all the he seats were. I said all the seats were full, but apparently one of them was empty. <laughs> so what and, song was that, though? That song was not was just this one right here. Oh, wait a minute! Mistake, mistake, production mistake. There we go. That was nothing more and nothing less than what, Adam? Locomotive. Locomotive. Now, why why did that make news? Because that's one of the tracks that has not been played, and I've got the date right here in front of me, since 20 February 1992. Oh, wow. So they brought it out of the mothballs for our special show right here in Wichita, Kansas. Mm. Unveiled. Where, uh, and, where else? And, well, you know, I mean, but... <laughs> This is the first time. <laughs> and, I looked, and I looked at the show that they played immediately after this, and they didn't play it. Oh, wow. So maybe it was just something special left here I mean, for can us. Can you imagine you, like, that's your song as a GNR fan, and you're like, you, oh. you found out, like, out of in nowhere. Wichita. Out of he played it, so it was like, oh, my God, they're going to play it in my city. And then it's like, I love that song. Personally, I love that song. Uh, in a couple of the, in is a couple it your of favorite, though? No, no, no my, my favorite song, my, my favorite song is, like I said, Oh, Rocket, Rocket Queen. Queen. That's my favorite song. Mm. The, out of all the Guns N' Roses songs, that's the, and, and for what it is, I think musically, sonically is the one that calls, you know, Ooh, catches my sonically. attention. Okay, I'm doing some big <laughs> work. Well, that was word of the day, sonically. <laughs> you know, that's just, again, for Locomotive, it's just the energy behind Locomotive when, you know, you're working out or whatever it may be. And some of these, on some of these uh, uh, test podcasts mm-hmm. that we had done, 
right. by the time we figured out how the music was gonna play it gonna be played into god this. i'm so glad those aren't gonna get released yeah i know they, they sounded horrible they didn't yeah so that. locomotive was played yeah. on those podcasts before <laughs> they played it at the show that's right that so, was like a premonition like, yeah, yeah, something yeah, happened yeah, it was good. it was just, it was divine it was it was like the the metal rock and roll hard rock all the kind of rock gods were going Right here, shining down in El Gran Studios. Mm, you're right. Isn't that isn't that the one that you shouted out at the Slash show back in 2011? <laughs> you said play locomotive. I did, I yeah, did, yeah, yeah. I, I did, say, Jay. Good, good memory, Jay. Yeah, because I was looking at the set list. And I was like, I don't I, think they played I remember that, that story. I, oh my god, dude, that was insane. <laughs> Didn't you call him a bad name too when you when you made the request? Yes. I was and my eyes were just like Jesus. Can we what say? Is can we say? On? Can we say those words on this uh, podcast? Hey no, Jeremy, how old were you? I was like fifteen, <laughs> and like I had been to some concerts before, like with my father. But this is the first show I was on the floor, and my I saw my dad just go completely nuts, and I was just like, "This is great. I'm trying to go home." <laughs> and I heard, I heard that you went to sleep shortly after yeah, the show yeah, ended. Don't, let's not go back. Yeah, yeah, Anyways, that was, that, that was so the show um, yeah. locomotive. <laughs> It was like it was a special moment. We, no, no, this is what I remember from that show. Okay, they were fit. We Are were, you going back to Slash Show? I'm gonna go back to real quick to the Slash Show. We, uh, we still got that some. was in 2010. I no, I had, no, it was 2011. No, dude, it was. It was what is it? 2011. It was 2011. Of okay, course, it was January. January. I believe. Okay, yeah. it was January. It was super cold. Yeah, yeah, because a few weeks later we saw Slash at the Super Bowl. So yeah, that's right. And a, a good, another great moment. However, that was you know. Anyway, let's not go there. So we're we're at we're at the Cotillion. You can't get more intimate than the Cotillion here. The Cotillion's a very small venue here in which. Very, very. As a matter of fact, wait a minute, hold up. Let me take that back. Barleycorns is a little, <laughs> it's a little bit more intimate. But we're not gonna go there. I'm talking about as a venue where you know there's a stage and all that stuff. It's so, a stage like that high. It's just a riser or something. It's right? a little it's, bit riser. Yeah, it's not, yeah, not that high just, at all. Yeah. So you know, I tell and you're Jeremy, right there. I tell right. Jeremy, I said, Jeremy, what you want to do is we're gonna go ahead and push ourselves up. Because there was some band out of Oklahoma that was the opener. A lot of people are not going to go to that. You know, at least not get that close. The minute they shut it down, boom, let's be in the front. So we were smack right in the front. I mean, I'm like here. I'm like, you know, away from the stage just as close as I am to you right now. He was probably like, I'm slash, dad is where Right, I was right there. Anyway, so I tell Jeremy, he says, Jeremy, don't let go of me. If you let go of me. You're you're screwed. <laughs> and what happened to Jeremy? I, well, yeah, I, lo- I got lost in the sea. You got, oh, yeah. did, did you fight your way back at no, any point? Was like, uh, he gave up. He gave up. But before he gave up, you know, they were, you know, he didn't go. He, he gave up card towards the end. But anyway, so there, there, there. He had the great Miles Kennedy was singing with the conspirators, and that was Slash and the conspirators. So did you have your head on a swivel when Jeremy got mm. taken away? Did you like? And he was like, hey, "Are you good?" I'm, I'm concerned. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm concerned. I'm no, looking for you. No, I'm concerned. You know, Father of the Year had never been. Oh. However, oh. I was concerned for him just as long as I looked back and I saw his head. I said, "Okay, he's." Fine. I was wearing a green hoodie too, so you could. So imagine. I could okay, see him. I could see him as you know. Signifier. He was kind of like where the tables were, where like normal human beings are chilling and not you know. Yeah, we're there for get a drink. So he, he could go get drinks. Then. No, he oh. couldn't do that. I was in the area though. He was Got in it. the zone, so I saw him. So at that point, I'm not concerned about Jeremy. But before that, <laughs> we're, we're we're going. We're, I was, I'm not gonna lose my space, my spot. There's yeah, no yeah, way. Yeah. You, you earned that spot. I, that's right. You know, I I went back to my you know general admission days. Is what I did. 
Yeah. You know, I was up in the front. Turn back the clock. Yeah, yeah. I turned back. I was he ready to. Yeah. I got. I had. Beat, I got beat up for that. <laughs> so anyway, so I'm in the front, and then when we were at the, and I don't know if Jeremy remembers this exactly how it happened. So slash, they're playing around with like they're looking at each other and going like, "What song are we gonna play next?" Yeah, even though they knew. Even though they, you know, but they had the freaking set. There's list. a set list on your yeah. wall. Right a, now. That's right. There's a set list on my wall, signed by Slash. By the way, you know, I went. That's when I met Slash. Anyway, uh, and Jeremy was asleep in the yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, so at that point, that's where I scream out. You know, play locomotive, bleep. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Slash did what, Dad? Oh, you go ahead and tell. You go ahead and tell. You're gonna Slash gave him a nice little smirk. And like winked at him probably. Did you give him a point? Yeah, I don't know, man. It was something, and Dad, of course, exaggerated it and made it a bigger deal than it was. He's probably looking at the hot chick next to him. But my brain big. exploded like Krakatoa. Yeah, and oh my god, I thought it was. T- I thought his index and his pinky fingers were gonna pop out of the sockets. He did it so big. <laughs> it was a great moment. Yeah. It was a great moment of rock and roll. Yeah. Did you feel anointed by some rock and roll icon at that oh. point? I thought it was pretty cool being there that close. I had never been so close to somebody. That's, that's like what's that. great about those small shows. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, let me calm down because my heart is super racing All right, right now. Let's get out of 2011 uh, back into 2019. Okay, 2019. You know, uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what else to say. I, I can't find. We did have another moment. I can't, fi- I can't find words that were surpass words like fantastic or ecstatic or great. You know those kind of there's it was there's all these fit into the show. Rank it, you know. But no, wait a minute. But before before we rank it, uh, you had something. We, to ask we me. did have that other moment, which where they pulled out another song, which would kind oh, of be special. Yep, yep, which would yep, kind yep, of yep, be yep, special yep, yep, to yep, all yep, of us yep, locals yep, here. Yep, yep, yep. Now and and here's here's and here's my take on that. He they played Wichita Lineman. And that's the song we're talking about. Oh, kind of an old that. country yeah, song, that's, right? That's interesting. It's an old, it's an old Glen Campbell right. country Glenn song. Campbell's Matter of fact, nineteen sixty-three. I think it was seventy something. It was like a the track. most popular song with Wichita in it. Yeah, really. In, in the title, than in the title, a, anyway. Oh, okay. In the title, in the title, yeah, because More because than, seven yeah, Nation because Army. the White Stripes <laughs> is 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 just yeah, a, a, a part of the verses, or no part, yeah, part of the verses. Nineteen sixty-eight. There you go. So, and, and it wasn't written by Glenn Campbell, I don't think. Jimmy Webb. There you go. So, anyway, I, th- that's one of the reasons we're on this podcast today is because Jeremy, when we were talking about this song. Uh, yeah, the at, other week. At the dinner table. Yeah, because the, the AAA baseball team that's coming into Wichita, they're playing with some names, and uh, they right. recently released. That was the most recent name they had released where the Wichita linemen. I was like, that's silly. Why would they do that? And Dad was like, "Whoa, whoa!" You, you had know. to get some education on yeah, that yeah, because he, he schooled me. in 1968, almost, something yeah. happened. Every Friday, I go to school. I just I'm a tear because he schools me with some trivia thing that I'll never <laughs> remember. It's useless nonsense in my head. But, but anyways, they pulled but, it out for us here. It, yeah, but it was Wichita Lamy. So I told Jeremy. So Jeremy says to me, he "said Hey, Dad, why do you know all this crap?" And I said, "Well, he said, I don't know. I have no idea." And then that's how Jeremy came up with the idea that you know you and I are always arguing about these things or discussing these things. Yeah, right. we should do this podcast. Origins so, of the bucket. That's oh, another episode. So, some other time. It's so, an origin oh, story. Yeah. yeah. Quick, quick so this, is, okay. this is like the Spider-Man Marvel origins of the Tommy Which Adam one? Hard to one, name. One, two, Adam. or three. <laughs> They've had so many origin stories. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, but going back to Witch and the Lineman, this is my take on it. Right. They have done that before. They had done the song yes. before. I didn't know that because I'm not like you that Googles and does, does all this stuff. Well, I thought it was so cool. I thought... 
did they just do that for us? I did thought they, so, too. Did they just pull that out because we were in town? And they didn't just do like a lot of bands do, where they play 15 seconds of the song, and they get to where they say, Lyman for the County or something, and everybody just kind of, ah, oh, they're, they're doing something nice for us. Yeah, like the Foos they did. Played, yeah. They played the whole song. Right. They, yeah. What so did the Foos do? The Foos did uh, Kansas's Carry On, My Wayward Son. Mm-hmm. Wayward Son. Oh, okay, gotcha. But other bands will like... Yeah. I think... I think when the Rolling Stones came into town, they played a little bit of Wichita Lineman, but it was like they fi- did? like 15 seconds. Ah, pff, <laughs> that doesn't count. No. Fun fact, Wichita Lineman has 13 vari- variations of the song, including Cool and the Gang and Johnny Cash and R.E.M. The most important being Guns N' Roses, though. I wouldn't have guessed Cool and the Gang on that mm, That list. would be, yeah, that's kind of like, ooh, that's super, super trivia right there. But, anyway. they had, but they had full production, they had full video stuff in the yeah, back with, yeah. with the power lines. Yep. And then... Was it sponsored by Westar? Converted. <laughs> oh, they changed their name. I don't know. Oh, sorry, Evergy. Evergy. Yeah, Evergy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. But it, was, but it was excellent. I mean... Yeah, that's pretty it, it made cool. us feel special. I and think then, and then I, I think up, it, I think it was a great tribute to the city. That's and just I, I said, this. What happened was they were looking at this leg of the tour, and Axel says to the guys, "Guys, we haven't been to Wichita in a long time. I don't, I don't know if they've ever been here. Actually, <laughs> no. This is the first time. So let's let's make it really special. Let's let's do Wichita lineman, but I don't want to mess it up while we're there. So let's work it out at these other cities, right? So then when we get here. We'll have it all perfect, and we won't flub Wichita lineman in Wichita. Yeah. See, that's my thought. It does a, I will agree with that theory. Okay, let's go with that. Let's just go with that. Let's just go. They says, you know, no, but I really what they. I think what really happened was, there was how can we blow Tommy and Adam away? That's <laughs> what they were really saying. Oh, by the way, if you're listening to this podcast still, you're not asleep or you have your stomach hasn't turned or anything like that. Hopefully, there'll be some comments under the sections. There'll be a comment section underneath the actual uh, where the podcast is going to be put. Go ahead and drop your notes on there and be as, you know, honest or uh, as, as critical as you want. You know, anything that we could do to try Pick to... Pick out the to, best moment of the show. Well, that's me talking the, uh, well, the whole thing. Well, yeah, that's the best Which moment. time, though? Drop, <laughs> we want to know which moment. <laughs> drop your favorite uh, Guns N' Roses song below. If you know any Bishop Gun songs you think the fellas should take a yeah. listen to on the outside of... Yeah. Uh, the show go ahead and drop that and make sure to leave a um, five-star review or one-star review or no star review but also comment and subscribe please yeah i mean that that would be that'd be the the coolest thing that uh that uh that could actually happen that only you know what we should do though i think we should just go ahead and make up fake profiles and just come no 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 no, Whoa, no. Man. <laughs> no we don't want to do that we i thought you were just doing that for the practice shows <laughs> yeah. not the real show <laughs> I think we're getting ahead of ourselves. Anyway, so if we, Jeremy, what you were asking, I forgot. Uh, I said rank the show. Go ahead. I'll let you rank it uh, first. Out of Adam. out of all the Guns N' Roses so, shows you've been, and then also out of all the Wichita slash Kansas area shows you've been to. Okay. Well, can I rank it in a just on any a one order. to ten? Yeah, 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 that's fine. Okay. I think I'm going to give it an eight point five. And why are you giving it? An 8.5? It wasn't quite a perfect show. I mean, with like. Axel's vocal range is kind of not, there not the same as it was at one point. He wasn't wearing cornrows. Well, that would help him sing <laughs> a little bit higher, probably. <laughs> but I think the musicianship was all there. It was great. I think the set list, it didn't change as much 
we he didn't get a, a big variety of the songs that we'd been that we saw from the original show. We kind of saw a rehash with a couple of new additions, including the Velvet Revolver tune "Slither," which was kind of a big point. Which was phenomenal to me. Yeah, I love that. Were there any elements to you missing from the show, which is why you give it an eight point five? Well, a ten is very hard to achieve. Well, what's a ten? A ten would well, be a 10 Led would be Zeppelin Led going Zeppelin back in, 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 in us going into in back in time. But and then they Led also Zeppelin um, but they also bring me up on stage during the oh, concert. Okay. So we're really there, talking. There's unreal. very yeah. few. There's very there's very, there's very eight point five is actually there really is really very eight point five is excellent. There's very few of of normal mortal human beings that are called upon stage. Yes. Okay, Dad. How okay. do you rank the we show? Don't, we don't need to get to yeah, that. Well, that's another story for another time. <laughs> but it was an excellent show, top to bottom. Three hours of playing. It was. Did you enjoy this show better than the Kansas City show? I absolutely did. Yeah. Okay. Just because, basically, because of the more intimacy and the fact that they were in my hometown, so I had that little bit of relation there. The only time I think anybody from Guns N' Roses said Wichita, though, outside of Wichita lineman lyrics was when Duff came up to sing his song, and then he, he kind of gave a, a rock and roll salute. And the said, great Wichita. Duff McKagan. Bass God extraordinaire. Did Duff do any of his uh, solo work? Like no, you, like he did a cover song. He did okay. a cover song. And mm-hmm. I think that's what he, he, that's what he gets pretty much every show, is mm-hmm. he gets one song All right. that he performs. All right, Dad, how are you ranking it? Uh, I'm a critical guy. Uh, I'm not gonna give it an eight point five. Just be, I'm not gonna give it eight point five just because Adam gave it an eight point five. Mm-hmm. I, I can't go with that. Uh, so you're going higher. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it an eight. I'm gonna give it an eight. I was thinking about giving it a seven point five. You always accuse me of being the critical one. Then now you're you're judging this one more harshly than I did. It's you know I I can't tell you, you know again it's, for it to be a ten, it has to be. Uh, again, one of the older groups. It had to be like you know when I saw Ronnie James Dio back in 1980, whatever it was. I think part of that, getting closer to a ten show, is when like when you guys were at the Cotillion and you were in that throng, okay. in that mass of people, and all that visceral action is going back and forth mm-hmm. in the midst of it. Mm-hmm. So that that's always like hit you more. Yeah, because it's more personal. It's just like when I was I was uh, uh, on stage with Gene Simmons back in Oklahoma. What did uh, I say? Throwing a kicks. story. <laughs> throwing that's a kicks. ten. That's, that's, that's a nine point five. No, no. <laughs> so how are you ranking it? Seven point five. No, no. I'm gonna give it an eight. I'm gonna give it an eight. I thought it was that great. Uh, in in and again, we're we're all getting older. You gotta throw that factor in there. Uh, but compared to a lot of the shows that I've seen, let's say. Last couple of years, and that's you know, and that's seeing heavy hitters. That's seeing you know Iron Maiden, mm-hmm. seeing the Foo Fighters, Metallica, know, Metallica. That's that's up there. Uh, I think personally, I, one of the, the 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 best moments to me is 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 uh, when Slash uh, does his solo work right before uh, he goes into Sweet Child of Mine. Yeah, that was pretty special. You know, and, and, and I was wrong, and I'm going to admit that on the air, that I thought it was some jazzy tune, like, from the 40s or something like that. Because I, I couldn't make it out at all. I said, what is Slash playing? Mm-hmm. 
and it sounded like okay, I could snap to it. Uh, uh-huh. it may, it's maybe a jazzy piece from you know I don't know Ella Fitzgerald or something. I don't know. I just I was just pulling at that out of out of uh, out of you know out of the air. But, but you weren't you weren't offended by it? Absolutely not. It was it was it was great. Showing uh, more of his mastery of the instrument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So and and when and I did I ended up googling it because I was really 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 uh, curious about it and it mm-hmm. was a funkadelic song. I think it was Muddy Road or Muddy I forget what it was called Muddy Muddy Brain something like that. Okay. And I said, wow, you know, he played the, almost the entirety of that song because I I have it on 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 you know on videotape. Right, right, and I right. Was, I know. I was, I was playing it back. I says, wow, almost the entire song. In, in that guitar solo and it was it wasn't a guitar solo where it was like when we went to see you know what was it a, a white, white snake <laughs> back at, in, in the Hartman you know they took right they it was like every other every other lick was a guitar solo right with those two young guys that that were hired guns for you know they were David David Coverdale so right that was uh, uh, it was almost almost uh, rush. Rush-ish. Rush-esque. Rush-esque. You know, where either one, like, it could be, you know, Getty Lee or, or you know, Neil Peart or... Alex uh, Lifeson. Alex, Alex Lifeson. You got it. You know, uh, and you're just there, like, in, in, wow, in musical ecstasy. It's going through your ears and your... You, that that virtuoso performance yes yeah for I, I mean i don't know really what a virtuoso is because i you know i can't play that instrument i don't myself. either i just use but the yeah word. But just in general terms yeah i got it so i just thought that was the highlight of the show and and, and i gave it an eight because you know uh, it, it was just to me an eight is almost for today is almost a 10 yeah i've never ranked I, I i didn't rank metallica more than than an eight when they came here in march that was a really good show it was a great show you know, and and I and I went back and I looked at it again. I'm like, oh, okay. And I'll tell you what. If that night that we were talking about Metallica, because Adam and me after the show, we always yak at the IHOP until you know wee hours of the night. We were just so pumped up, reliving the, the glory, yeah, right? reliving the glory of the show and, and arguing about whatever it was. And if I'll tell you what, if I knew that 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 live recording that we got from Metallica, right was as good as it was. I, I would have lost my mind and said, you know, I'll give him a 10. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I wish Guns N' Roses would have done the same thing. I guess is what I'm saying. I guess uh, Metallica's going to blaze the trail on that one. So, I guess. yeah, they, they're going to... Th- th- you can't beat that. So, it, it, and, and... Excellent uh, show. It was it was a great show. Uh, and, and, and again, just the opinion of the Tommy and Adam hard-to-name podcast. I'm going to keep plugging us here. Uh... If you're still listening, and you're here in the local area, in Wichita, and you're a fan of rock music, a matter of fact, if you're a fan of live music played by Just live, live entertainment, live yeah. entertainment, you know, human beings playing instruments with a singer, you know, be it at whatever venue, it could be the wave, it could be wherever, and that's the kind of stuff that you like. Go out and support it. Go out and support it. Don't. Don't stay at your house. Oh, there's nothing to do in Wichita. Well, guess what? <laughs> You're wrong. That's just Tommy Martinez. If you don't go out to these shows, like big name shows, like Guns N' Roses, that's your bad. I'm just saying, and I get it that nobody, everybody can't 
can't just dish out, you know, whatever it costs to, to you know, they, they have some super high seats up in. Did they open in, up the ones behind the curtains? Oh, uh, no, no, because that's the way. No, there's built. nothing on the side or behind the stage, though. So. And to that point, I don't want to get too sidetracked, but we have our next concert already scheduled that we're going to go see. Oh, yeah, the 30th of October. 30th of October at Century 2 here in Wichita, Kansas yeah. is blues guitarist sensation Joe Bonamassa. Which you have turned me, uh, you know, turned me on to because, I mean, honestly, I wasn't that pumped about it. We, if I'm going to actually want to call my, I'm going to call my, uh, my cousin Joe. And what's that going to get you? He's going to give me some insight, too. So it's going to be oh. your insight and his insight. And He's I'm familiar gonna, with the trappings oh, yeah, of yeah, Joe I mean, Bonamassa? There, there hmm. isn't anything that Joey isn't familiar with you know, oh. when it comes to... Another expert? Uh, wait a minute. Know, this guy's... This guy's this Our guy's families the are full of him. So, <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to uh, my, my cousin Joey out there in Phoenix. But, yeah, but, uh, yeah we, we're just going to go ahead and... Uh, just to wrap things up, let's go ahead and do some current event stuff. Today in Metal, who was born today... Um, metal news you want to hit uh in metal news or in rock news i think uh i think it was in 1986 uh was the def leppard had two two best-selling albums at the same time they had hysteria and they had uh pyromania at the same time on the charts believe it or not at this this in 1980, I want to say 1988, 1987, around there. And today, in 1977, David Boy released Heroes. Hmm. That's a pretty good track. That I, you know, that I, I would say, yeah, that was 1977. Without yeah. the, the the Def Leppard deal was in 1988, and and for birthdays, <laughs> it was Usher is the only birthday that sticks out in music oh, today. Usher. So, yeah, it was have you seen Usher in concert? No, I have not. I have have not. you? No, I haven't. Oh, okay. No, you said no. That you, you, the way you no. formulated that question was like, but, yeah, have you even seen him? But Tommy's seen so many different yeah, that is shows. It's a valid question. Sometimes, you know, when you're... When There's entertainment to be found everywhere. There is, there is. And you got to take it a chance to, you know, again, again, like I said, music is subjective. you got to go out there and give it a shot. I've seen country. I've seen hip-hop. Right. I've seen all kinds of shows. I mean, a lot of it's been free. <laughs> Well, because I get tickets through, through you, you know, you support it with your presence. Yeah, exactly. I support it with my presence. But I go and I check it out, and and, and sometimes it's very cool. I, I I will admit I will admit to some. I will not admit to others. That's, <laughs> <laughs> it's just the way it goes. Uh, Did you guys see that um, Eddie Van Halen has um, throat cancer or mouth cancer? Did you check that sort? out today? I, I didn't get I a didn't chance to read see that. that, but I thought he had Isn't that, that previously. Well, he had that previously, right. but it's still it's still persistent. Oh, that's um, not good news. Yeah. He diagnosed himself after reading the article. According to DailyMail.uk, um, the rocker 64 had a part of his tongue removed in 2000, oh, blaming wow. holding the pick of um, his guitar, which was either brass or um, copper, in his mouth um, and he was declared cancer-free in 2002. Um, but over the last five years, according to a source from TM TMZ, he's been going to Germany for treatment. And uh, it's still the problem still persists. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Just wanted to send that out to, to my pop today. Um, he, he is a heavy smoker. So. Did you say he self-diagnosed? Yeah, he did. Yeah, so a, That was part of the news that shocked me the most. How do you do that? Yeah, so basically um, in 2015, he said to Billboard, uh, quote, I use metal picks, they're brass and copper, which I always held in the exact same place where the cancer was found. 
Plus, I basically live in a recording studio that's filled with electromagnetic energy, so that's one theory. I mean, I do smoke. Dr- I do. I was smoking and doing a lot of drugs and a lot of everything, but at the same time, my lungs are totally clear. This is just my own theory. And the wow. doctors aren't dismissing it. I just thought that was kind of like interesting that you know perhaps Metal perhaps that's not yeah perhaps that uh, yeah perhaps that does have an effect. I know, well. I know a guy that sucks use, on pennies. That's why you use plastic pickles. <laughs> like those that I have up there from uh, from Kiss back in uh, 2012. <laughs> 2012. Under glass, we can't touch. We can't touch no, those pics no, again. No, 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 you can't. El Gran Studio. There, some of the stuff is off limits, so you can't touch it, folks. <laughs> well, I think that's gonna uh, be it for today. I'm gonna say that. Uh, uh, thank you for listening uh, to us tonight. Uh, finally, something that. Uh, that hopefully when Jay reviews it, it sounds okay, and and, and we could put it out there. Uh, we just want to say uh, thank you for uh, taking the time. What do you got to say, Adam? Nothing. I'm just happy that we've got our rock and roll injection from that first show, mm-hmm. and it's going to tide us over till the end of the month when we see some blues action. Oh yeah, Joe Bonamassa. You know who else? I'm going to I'm going to call my buddy Tim Donovan too. He's also a dude that knows about this stuff, so. You won't take my word that it might I'm, be a no, good show. No, 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 okay. no. You're, you're, you know, I'll be honest with you. You're, you're a rock and roll connoisseur. Okay. You're up there, dude. Uh, up there. Okay. But this is one of those things that but I'm going. But you need going, some more support. I'm going in blind on this one. You are. I'm going in blind on this one. All right. How do you feel about horns? You okay with horns? I'm, I'm great with oh, horns. Love it. Okay. Yeah, good. We'll be so good. So we'll that's going to be good, you know. And, and Steel Panther, that's going to be coming up too. Yeah, December, right? So, yep, yep. We'll Isn't be that the last show of the year you guys are going to go check out? Uh, I don't know what. I mean, they, we got to check know. the calendar, but yeah. probably. So uh, it depends because that, that new venue, the Wave, is bringing in some good acts. Well, that'll, know? yeah, I'm sure that over so, next summer that's going to bring in quite a bit of good so, stuff. But I'm just saying, you know, that's, that's the way. And I'm also going to call my buddy Ricky. In, San, in Puerto Rico, Ricky Santiago, he's pretty good in rock and roll connoisseur as well. So I think you just want to talk to these guys. You just want to catch up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to rub in that I saw Guns N' Roses. Oh, <laughs> and it was it. great. That's it. And you saw Locomotive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really, I don't want to show off or nothing. I don't really, oh, look at look what I'm I thought doing. you posted all those videos already on Facebook, so they should know that no, you saw they were, Guns they were very limited. They were very limited. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jay, you got anything? No, no, no. Guys, just make sure to... Uh, Right now, I believe the podcast is only going to be available on SoundCloud and possibly Audio Mac. We're going to try to get it uh, to some other places. Um, but as soon as we kind of get some some other things lined up, look for them on the podcast app on your uh, Apple phone, Apple devices, um, Google Play, uh, Music Store, as well as Spotify and all those other good ones. But um, if you enjoyed, please, please leave us a comment. Let us know what you enjoyed, what you want to hear from the guys in the future, what you didn't like. Kind of give us a sense of direction and uh, trying to fine-tune this show a little bit. Um, and go ahead and, um, yeah, just just go ahead and do that. And uh, have a good night. Dad, you got anything else? I'm just glad that today, October the 14th, 2019, we finally locked this down. So until the next time, ladies and gentlemen, wishing you much success and continued blessings I'm Tommy Martinez. I'm Adam Tate. And always remember to play it often, play it loud, but play it. And we're out of here. Good night. Bye-bye.
that they go up promotions October the 14th, 2019. Wow. I feel like I've just opened a time capsule and been presented with the treasure from yesteryear. To me, and I'm sure a lot of you listeners, the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast is like our oxygen. We need it to survive our simple existence. Luckily, next week, Tommy and Adam will be back in the studio bringing mirth to the masses. Till then, remember to play it often. Play it loud, but play it. Bye-bye. The Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast is produced by Dadagoa Promotions. Yeah. Wichita, Kansas. Dadagoa Promotions. February 27, 2021.